listeners to a film policy the two marks are back reviewing more tv shows sitting through hours of television to bring you the best shows to watch in 2022 all to ensure you don't waste your lives watching garbage what can i say except you're welcome let me introduce my friend and co-host mr mark pollard alley how are you all right dude welcome back this is like the first time we've done this in forever last one was last year i think the lockdown last Last one was james bond wasn't it oh it was the woke woke fest i was talking about tv shows was when oh yeah we did in lockdown (laughs) yeah which seems so many years ago. We have promised ourselves we will provide a much more consistent feed of content going forward. All you three listeners, you can look forward to that. You're aiming for a treat. Of course, if you want more treats, then you can go and check out the Two Marks podcast feed where we've got a film policy stuff where we review movies. We've got Star Trek stuff, so we do the Picard one, doing... <laughs> we've got... <laughs> We're laughing because I don't know how many times we've done this, but we've got about 30 episodes of Star Trek Discovery sitting there waiting for someone to edit. It's being worked through, and I I honestly know that one day we will get there. Problem is, CPS keep making more. Because if you think about it, not trying to defend myself at all, thanks to Paramount Plus, we've not covered any of the latest season of Star Trek Discovery. Nope. We didn't do Picard, even though we've got a Picard one. Yeah. We might do a season review. Might I think we might do a season review of that. There's stuff out there. If you go on the two marks, and if you go on our social media as well, at the two marks, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As I say, we've promised to do better. <laughs> we appreciated the E- grade we were given, and we are going to work to improve upon said grade. From the three listeners. Yes. What a focus group. They wanted more. There is more. Problem is, is that much content now? If you think about what we cover. Well, we're doing the Marvel rewatch, of course. With is... Ish, we're up to number ten on, on that. The problem is that Marvel keep on making more stuff. Yeah. So it's like one of those tunnels that keeps on getting longer as you're walking down it. You're not seeing the light, yet, are we? No, no. There's loads of content coming. It's just that they keep making more content. Yeah. We apologise profusely. It's dead good. But anyway, moving on. Before we lambast ourselves even further, let's get on to the good stuff. We were trying to decide what to cover today. Well, there's been loads of new TV shows. I think last time what we did is we did three shows, didn't we? <coughs> well, no, we didn't. We said five. And so in preparation for this episode, I said to you, let's choose three each and then we can try and keep this within a, a 10 hour time limit. Yeah. I turned up and Latham had done his usual Latham notes. And I said, how many have you got on there? And he said, more than four. But no, you didn't. You said four and then turned over the second page and then admitted more than Six. four. I turned up with no notes and quickly <laughs> scribbled down some shows. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, <laughs> which I'm not going to go through. Tune into part two next yeah. week. But uh, yeah, suffice to say, we clearly spend too much time watching telly. Between the two of us, we watch loads. Binging's been a thing for a while now, but I binge. I binge on biscuits and chocolate and TV. You can't tell. No, I'm breathing in. <laughs> Give you 10 seconds, it'll come out. (laughs) It'll explode. 
Oh, that was the one unraveling. <laughs> that was me belly popping out. Trying to keep it to three, but failed. We can always do a more cursory review, can't we? We'll just cut down how long we spend on each show, and then we can get through some, because I'm struggling. I was trying to pick three. I think I've chosen two I would like to talk about, but I couldn't really choose on the third, because there's quite a few that I'm enjoying. So I might go a bit more meaty on a couple, and then just spit through. But do you know what? Let's go through our random, less organised style. Do you want to go first, or is that going to peak you too soon? No, uh, well, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first you always complain about not going first no i'm happy going first my first one that i'm going to lob into the jar is stranger things i'm going very topical very timely going early that came out last week yes is this going to be the final season this is part one of season four but there's a season five which i think is the last one oh is it and then the kids will be too old then they'll be like retired (laughs) i think season four from what i've read i don't know much about it purposely trying to avoid spoilers i think season four is an anchor point to season five and then it will spend those nine episodes or whatever to wrap them up well I suppose I should caveat at this point we won't do any spoilers for any of these shows that we're going to talk about we'll just give our thoughts on how we enjoyed the series and we'll talk as vaguely as possible about stuff so there won't be any spoilers now you haven't watched Stranger Things because you want to binge don't you I haven't seen the latest series I've seen all the others okay so I know about the so, so, I mean Stranger Things is a, a TV series a definite watch it's absolutely fabulous certainly if you were an 80s child even 70s 80s child it brings back all of the feels that you had from that time mm. if you like E.T. and all that sort of stuff then pff, this is your show it's fantastic about a group of kids and the superpowers and evil it's more of a horror I'd probably say a horror children adventure but it's not aimed at kids is it it's more aimed at old well, fat yeah. people like me and you mature <laughs> content yeah exactly if you were born in the 80s yeah then yeah old you are old <laughs> yeah, now yeah. <laughs> We have to tick the boxes that say we're old now. If you remember the A-Team and Knight Rider, enough said. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> first time round, not, the, yeah, not, not the any reboots. reboots. Yeah, the first time round. Season four, obviously picks up after season three, is good and a little bit annoying in nearly equal measures because what it does is it splits into three completely different storylines which may, by some very loose story arc, bring everything back together and by the end of the season. Because I've watched the first seven episodes of season four and these three storylines have been completely disjointed from one another and two of those three storylines are a bit like nah I don't really get why we're doing this and it's really boring and I don't really give a shit the one other storyline is absolutely amazing and I just want to focus entirely on that but because they've sent characters off to different places which is sort of what happens at the end of season three it almost feels like those characters had contracts that ran before season three and they therefore have to accommodate them problem is they made a rod for their own back and sell these people away off if you love seasons one to three you'll love season four but there is a story arc involving l at the end of season three moves out to california one of her story arcs is that her and what's lead boys best with this is when imdb <laughs> this is when lack of absence of any sort of research i think at this point people know this mike wheeler is the yes. sort of main character and his best friend is will what's his face oh will what's his face? will Briers. so will Briers and his mom and L all move out to California at the end of season three. Is his mum the shoplifter? His mum is, is, is Winona Ryder. Yeah, the shoplifter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, was she? She got arrested for shoplifting. Oh, well. They're off in California, so there's a story out following all their exploits okay. in California. You've got the main story out, which I think is the best one, which is in Hawkins still. Yes. And then you've got a third story out, which is Jim Hopper. Ah, okay. So they've gone a little bit like Game of Thrones did. Yeah. And Walking Dead have done. Yeah. I thought the Walking Dead did that was because of COVID. And what they were trying to do is just keep three actors together on set for one episode and then do the same with others and do it like an anthology. Yeah. And then hopefully, like you say, it all comes together. I don't like it. No, I don't like it because it doesn't. It's frustrating. It detracts from the main story out, yeah. which is as cool and as fun as the previous seasons. But that being said, watch it. Move on. Your first one. Okay, another good show. A bit of a preamble. Anyone who's familiar with the Amazon show Bosch, that's based on the books by Michael Connolly, they've done a spin-off. Right. Aptly titled Bosch Legacy. Wow. They were going to the pub that day, weren't they? Friday afternoon. Yeah, that was a beer mat, and they went, write that down. <laughs> Don't forget that idea. Or they went to the pub, got absolutely twatted, and thought, shit, we actually told the boss we were coming out to get the title. If we don't turn up on Monday morning with the title, we're in trouble, particularly because we've been putting Pretty all much. the booze on the business credit card. Based on the books, and it's a continuance of his story, which I'll briefly give you a synopsis. He's a ex-Special Forces who joins the Los Angeles Police Department. He works as a homicide detective in the Hollywood division of all places. All the celebs are there, not in the police station. Well, maybe Winona Ryder's in there for shoplifting. Um, he has a whole myriad of challenges, investigates suspicious deaths, follows the trails of corruption in his pursuit of the truth. Maybe slightly spoiler, but if you've read the books, it's not. He ends up becoming a private detective. So it's the same guy playing yes. the same character. All the same cast as before. Different reasons of being in the show. That feels like extending an existing TV series, but dressing up in a new cloak. The Emperor's New Clothes. It is. Just, yeah. It, that, that's exactly what it is. As someone who hasn't watched it because Bosch has been on my to watch list for a while you will enjoy it but I haven't watched it so as a bipartisan viewer I'm saying that that is literally Bosch <laughs> but under a new title I haven't read the books but I know someone who has and they said in the books that this kind of follows his next stage in his life where he becomes a private detective and all the cast from the previous show are in it they the appear. ones who need a new kitchen the ones who have gone can I have some more work please Hollywood <laughs> They've gone, all right, then come in episode five. Is it those ones like on the soaps where they get too big in the soaps, where they think the superstars, they go off to make a movie that they never managed to make or it massively flops and the following year they're back on the yeah, soap When again. they get killed off on the soap and then 10 years later they've decided they had dementia and they come back on the show. Because I don't watch EastEnders, by the way. I don't. Oh, but I don't. it happened to be on the telly before Christmas when I was at my parents' house. Pretty much everyone who was on EastEnders when I was a kid is now back on there. They obviously look more haggard and old, playing exactly the same people just 40 years on i didn't watch it if that's the story you're going with i wasn't at your parents house at christmas so i don't know what you're talking about if michael greco's back totally take your point because that's who i remember from the 80s <laughs> absolutely true there was a woman who lived in a shoe i don't know why she swallowed a fly i guess she'll die she went to do wonder woman and that didn't take off she was one of the families on the square the house price on Albert square must be dirt cheap with the amount of violence that goes on there <laughs> so if you're an investor get right on those is it any good it is good i binged the whole lot in to cross two nights how many episodes is it i'm gonna go with 10 it's not like a 20 25 episode job no no these have all been pretty okay. short and i think that's what they do now if they are good they get a renewal and if they're not good the production company's only spent money on 10 episodes okay they are about an hour each by the way i would say if you like crime police procedural dramas it's for you 
get on it and bish bash bosh absolutely thank you right my next on the list is Ozark oh yeah whose last season came out what, about a month ago or thereabouts perhaps not even a month ago season 5 Ozark is about a guy who is an accountant and his partner screws him over by laundering money for the cartels gets himself killed and so Jason Bateman's character which is Martin Bird has a decision to make of whether he goes legit or whether he picks up baton and he ends up picking up the baton and laundering money for the cartel all the seasons have just followed him finding himself further and further in the quagmire so to speak this is the last season so it's finished now yes watch that you've watched this I've as watched, well I've I binged that what would we say about the final season they knew they were coming to the end it felt like they were dragging a dead weight over the finish because Ozark's one of those series I have to say where it gets better every season like by the end of season 4 it was still an improving thing you know mm. usually seasons as they go on start to get a little bit tired this is the first season where it feels like they totally ran out of steam well I mean if it's a cancellation they're running for the finish aren't they to wrap up in a finite amount of time Time. any loose ends that's it done I have heard actually they are going to do a spin-off <laughs> because you know when you get cancelled from the ashes rise another phoenix that people didn't ask for I don't see how or where it would go because well spoilers I mean what did you think of the ending without going into too much giving away so I thought this season it's good it's enjoyable watching all of it however it feels like the story arc that they had in season 4 is basically the one that they're trying to finish off in season 5 and they drag that fucker out for the whole of the season it yeah feels like they could have done this in half the number of episodes and not had to drop any story arcs whatsoever. I thought it was... I thought... I don't know. I thought it was alright. They did similar to Stranger Things. They've done it in two halves. So the season first, part one, and then the season part two. I actually thought the end of part one was, was probably better. more of a, a mic drop moment than the yeah, end of part two. I wouldn't agree with that. The second part of the season was just mopping up loose ends. The ending, I didn't think, was that wonderful. If you were the writer of this show and you had an end point for it and you knew from the moment you started the show where it was going to go, I didn't think that justified the level of drawing out. No, it leaves it for you to almost fill in the gaps at the end mm. and I don't want that no I want a definitive end I really. want a definitive end it doesn't even have to be a definitive end as in like it's black and white I'm happy with a grey ending but so long as it's a clever grey ending and I feel this was a bit of a well really I thought that I just thought for the amount of investment this all comes down to time doesn't it so you're putting the time to watch it you want a really good ending but you see my attitude of a great ending is always burn the house down at the end <laughs> if this is your final <laughs> if the final episode no one's coming back just burn it all down just make it an absolute catastrophic car crash of a mess because it'll be brilliantly entertaining there'll be no qualms about what's happened yeah everyone will be happy but it feels like what they've done is they've left open the opportunity to potentially renew <laughs> everyone's contracts in a few yeah. years time when they're running out of Money. ideas yeah and needs a job yeah I think the guy who created Babylon 5 did that when he found out there was a cancellation I think he literally just burnt it to the ground and then they were like oh <laughs> Where'd you go from there? It was all a dream. Definitely go watch Ozark, and certainly if you've not watched any of the previous ones, seasons one to four are brilliant, like really top draw. Season five is good, and it's well worth watching. As I say, part one is really good, but part two feels like they were properly spinning the yarn. Running out of ink. Yeah, they were trying to earn the money. Right, what have you got next? I have The Staircase. Now, I'm sure you and I have talked about this in a previous show. No, we didn't. We had a conversation at my house about this. You were talking 
talking about. I'm going, that sounds dead familiar. Because you've seen the Netflix documentary. Yeah. Anyone who has Netflix will have seen the Netflix documentary called, funnily enough, The Staircase, based on Michael Peterson's story, and who was a novelist. And in 2001, his wife died, and he claimed that she'd died by falling downstairs. Now, this was disputed by a lot of people. Not the wife. She didn't have much to say on that matter. She was rather quiet and was unavailable for comment. But it was determined by the prosecution that he'd beaten her, and as a result, had ended up falling down the stairs. It followed the 2005 court French documentary company, then picked it up as in typical fashion for American crime. Seems to just last for people's whole lives. Oh, I have to <laughs> say, if ever I was accused of something in America, I'd just probably end it straight away because these things go on for years and years and years. And if you're not guilty, that's a bloody long time to be walking around with that on your shoulders. Netflix, unusually for a documentary, added more episodes after the fact. In 2013 and 2018, follows from the arrest and his decision to make the Alfred proclamation, which basically says that he's not admitting any wrongdoing, but is guilty of the crime. Yeah. It's unproven. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. It is weird. What America's doing now, following on the success of Dope Sick and The Dropout, they've decided to dramatise the documentary that is on HBO. Any good? I know episode five was a little bit controversial and the French company who'd given their blessing to access all of their stuff were a little bit unhappy how they were portrayed in episode five. It looks all right. Having seen the documentary, the route I would take for people is watch the documentary first, then watch the dramatisation. It's enjoyable. I mean, I quite like the characterisation. Michael Peterson's being played by the English actor. Not the English actor. The English actor. I mean, guys. Colin Firth. With this level of research. Really? You went there. Colin Firth. His characterisation is first class. I wasn't sure when I heard him because he's doing a generic American accent. If you were to do a side by side, be pretty impressed by the way he talked, that all of those things that make up the character. Whether or not things happen behind the scenes, you have to allow for dispelling some reality. We well, have artistic license when you're yeah. dramatising something. And it's a drama. The clue's in the title. I'm enjoying it. The reason I mention it is because it's based on the documentary that's been So out. go watch that yeah. first. Yeah, I would. Okay, cool. Well, now I'm on my list of... <laughs> stuff. I think we're doing quite well for time so we may well go through a few of these I've got top of my list Reacher, which is on Amazon Prime Now I'm a big fan of the books and I enjoyed, I certainly enjoyed the first of the Reacher films with Tom Cruise in it. I thought the second one was okay but not as strong but, and people will have heard this whenever the Reacher films are mentioned people will get bored or roll their eyes at the fact that Tom Cruise as good an actor as he is and as well as he did in the role, couldn't be for further from the character (laughs) in the books. Tom Cruise is probably about the same size as one of Reacher's legs. If so smaller. Yeah. Reacher's supposed to be like a man mountain with hands like dustbin lids or something. In this version, we've got Alan Richardson. And I don't want to get it wrong because he's fucking huge. He's massive, isn't he? He is huge. Yeah. Well, he was in Titans and he played, I'm going to say Hawkman, but he might not be. He was in Hunger Games. Oh, right, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Titans, yeah, quite right. What did he play in Titans? Hawk. And to be fair, he was cast pretty well. He's amazing. Yeah. This is exactly how Reacher is, and he plays him brilliantly. You love him because he's cool. You also love him because he's rude and lacks any social graces and, frankly, doesn't give a shit, Mm. but is still the smart, switched-on cookie that you get from the books. This is a brilliant series. I binged this and absolutely loved every second of it and then went back and watched it again with my dad and enjoyed it just as much second time round. Yeah, I didn't binge it. I watched it when it came out, but I just thought, 
course, as you did. Great casting. And it's been renewed after the first couple of episodes because people went, yes, please. And obviously Amazon can track like Netflix do who's watching it. And I think they've established when you've got umpteen million people watching episode one, like, yeah, just renew it. I it's- mean, there's 20 plus books, so there's plenty of material for them to be going at. And then, in fact, even the movies didn't cover all the books, did they? So we're going to get several seasons of this quite easily. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Same reasons as you, really. And it wasn't a long series either. It was about 10 eight- episodes, I think. Yeah, nine episodes. It's an easy watch. If you binge it, it's great. But also, if you want to break it up and just fit it into your evening, it's not heavy either. It's not a heavy, complicated plot. So you'd have to try and keep up with loads of stuff. It's quite colour by crayon plot. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean some plots, you just have to sit and think. And if you switch off for five seconds, you've got to rewind half an hour and rewatch the old bloody thing again. This one, it doesn't require a Mensa IQ. The story covers the whole nine episodes, not episodic, where one story's contained in one episode and then they move on to another story it goes across the nine episodes doesn't it yeah I think it is based on the first of the Reacher books so well, that would make sense start at the beginning well absolutely if you're going to cover like all of his books because what's his child something Childs is the guy Lee Child. Lee Child I think he's executive producer on it as well which means he gets to say who's in and who's out and I did watch an interview where they'd had a conversation with Tom and went look we're going to a TV show and actually Tom doesn't do TV shows he just does films he wouldn't have done it anyway mm. and also he's not the executive producer so he can't be in it because he's only four foot eight <laughs> With heels. With heels. Right, yes. what have you got? I've got a couple other ones, but the one I was going for, I'm a bit torn really, because the one I was going to mention has been cancelled, but I've got Moon Knight on here. Oh, last episode of that came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, that's only six episodes. Disney Plus. Yeah, a very brief synopsis, because we could wax lyrical, or I could wax lyrical about the backstory to him and all that malarkey, but if you want to know about Marvel, why don't you tune into the Marvel rewatch? Yeah, we'll get there in about four years. <laughs> yeah, I would order your walker right now, because by the time we get there, we will be retired and we'll have handed over to the young Avengers who will be taking over our podcasts because <laughs> there's 28 movies to go through and they're still coming from our children who we don't yet have will take over the mantle <laughs> I've ordered one on eBay just to make sure I'm covered. So I'm future-proof. <laughs> Moon Knight, yeah, it's on Disney. Fans of the comics will know about this, obviously, from the comics with the same name. But for those who may not be geeks, short six-episode show. Kevin Feige, when these came out, insisted that you could watch these standalone, separate too, so you don't have to have watched any of the movies no. in order to enjoy these and series. I think you can, can't you? Yeah, I think so. If you're a bit of a fan of fantasy or stuff like that, yeah. I think you could probably get away with watching that. If you like The Mummy. Yeah, or anything Egyptian-based. Indian. Indiana Jones, all of that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like with National Treasure. Twist. Yeah. A guy called Stephen Grant, who's a mercenary, Mark Spector, who investigate mysteries of the Egyptian gods from inside the same body. I think that pretty much covers what it is, because anything else would be a spoiler for fans. Yeah, the guy's got a disassociation disorder, so he's got multiple personalities yeah. all inside the same. It was used to be called multiple personality disorder, but people got offended by that, and they changed it to DID. Oh, so oh, he's got DID. Yeah. One of the personalities in him just happens to be an Egyptian god, which is how he has his powers to do his moonlighting well he's basically an avatar for one of the non-corporeal entities but now you're forcing me to get into the nitty gritty which is a podcast on its own did we enjoy this oh yeah yeah I did but I felt I was spoiled because of the comics so I knew the ending and from the beginning I was going oh when's this going to happen sometimes a lot of knowledge about something isn't always the best well of the personalities as Marvel and Disney have done throughout they don't necessarily deliver consistent with the comic book so I think Mark no is it 
it Matt? Who's the personality based in London? Stephen. So Stephen, the personality Stephen is completely different in this to the comic books. They've changed the jobs and stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it still feels fresh even oh, yeah. for people who read the comics. But the stand-up moments, if you've read the comics, you will know of these things. It's just they've arrived them in an MCU fashion and they've acknowledged the comic heritage. They've either adapted it to suit today, like they did with Black Panther, or they may have added it into their MCU bigger picture for the wider scope of MCU. Whether you're a fan or not, it was good. Oscar Isaac does brilliantly in this. He does, and there were some fans who were like, oh, I'm not too sure. His accent is actually a region within London, and people were taking the mick from the trailers, but actually when you watch the series, it makes more sense why yeah. he speaks the way he does, and actually yeah. it's very cool. I mean, if that was the only thing to criticise it for, it actually was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, so totally. worth a watch, and if you've got Disney+, Plus, I mean, they're putting loads of stuff on there at the moment. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sticking with Disney+, Plus, Obi-Wan Kenobi came oh, out last yes. week. Is that on your list? At this point, I've only watched two episodes. Same here. But what do we think first couple of episodes I enjoyed it I mean I think some of the stuff delves more into Order 66 this is going to be a backstory show has to be yeah well it's based 10 years after the last prequel Obi-Wan has just sliced and diced Anakin Skywalker is an armless mannequin now Darth Vader and 10 years on the Jedi are all in hiding because the Empire's the big dog and there ain't many Jedi's left because they've all been killed off and Obi-Wan's approach is a very noble keep me head down <laughs> live in a cave <laughs> and if anyone asks for help tell him to fuck off and call himself Ben yeah and got, yeah, change his name he's gone down the Superman disguise route he's put where, glasses on yeah. he's put glasses on and a fake moustache and that's basically it so far yeah it is the first episode covers what followed on from the Revenge of the Sith I think with it being a six episode run I think they're going to use this to springboard it into the next season imagine do you think there's going to be a second season I think so I don't think you can do six oh, episodes I and hope not. not the first two episodes are just padding to get it where we've got four to do so it's 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and I think it's only 10 years before A New Hope Hmm. he's going to age pretty quickly in 10 years because he looks quite young yeah I think that's the problem with uh, Ewan McGregor when he was in the films they put a beard on him to age him so now he's got the beard naturally but he now is looking how he did, did look 10 yeah. years ago so he's achieved that now by the time he gets to Alec Guinness level that's only 10 more years and you think flip and heck you must have had a bad paper round <laughs> Do you know what? I like Star Wars, so I, I just always want to watch stuff. And I didn't mind the prequels, actually. I know they got a bit of a hammering, but I didn't mind them. At the moment, I don't feel like I needed this story in my life. And some of the scenes and the acting is woeful. <laughs> the little girl who plays Princess Leia, I think one of the scenes, they've got a couple of baddies chasing a child whose legs are about the same size as... Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, yes. <laughs> the girl, while she's clearly cute and a very good actress, speed isn't one of her strengths because watching these grown-ass men try to pretend to chase after this child but in a way where they're running as slowly as humanly possible With to the give spread. the kid enough <laughs> chance to get away. And then even though you could probably catch a child of this age in about five seconds, they then branch off. So one goes off to the left, one goes off to the right. So just run after her <laughs> in a straight line. she's a child yeah. I think there's one part where they pretend to run 
into the branch of a tree and it's like, oh dude seriously yeah I thought exactly the same yeah and these are what bounty hunters or mercenaries mercenaries yeah. the second season she's been kidnapped there's no spoilers here because we don't know where it's gone on no. from this point but she gets kidnapped Obi-Wan comes in to try and save her and you have this ridiculous situation of a child who's in mortal peril and has just been saved by someone who runs away from that person and then you've got this sort of chasing after the kid and again you can see you McGregor having to limp slightly to try and give the kid a chance to get away I think there are some fundamental flaws with this they are similar flaws to the ones I experienced with Boba Fett which I didn't think was as good as it could have been well that has had some criticism Boba Fett's a bounty hunter and not a charity so just saying on that go and watch it if you don't know what I'm on about but it'll all make sense I think this is just Christian Haydenson went look I need some money can you get me back in as Darth because I really really need the money well you can get paid for the first two episodes is it I think he only gets a credit on the second one but did you enjoy Boba Fett I enjoyed it I had some criticisms his character doesn't track across Star Wars lore I am not by any stretch of imagination by the way a huge big geek on Star Wars that isn't my area I know enough just because you know Gareth he wasn't a bleeding sponsor of this thing he should be by now he's got like honorary rights but he knows a lot of stuff like too much get a life oh you have you found a female that was the reason why I know a lot I vicariously pick up stuff that he was talking about and he would know the ins and outs of the stuff I just like you appreciate a bit of sci-fi I was brought up on the films I enjoy anything to do with Star Wars it was entertaining but I think it's a damning indictment when the best episodes of the season are actually about a completely different character and the main character i.e. Boba Fett gets maybe a word second bill into his own show Yeah. yeah no I agree and that is a sad indictment of the show no idea why you would do that because it ruins the whole show this one is going to be a exposition fest what happened between Revenge of the Sith and now this is shit I don't feel the need in my life I'm happy not knowing it's like the where did the dice come from in the Han Solo films I I didn't need that and I desperately desperately want to find when I say them I mean these Star Wars series not on a desert island planet again sick of sand (laughs) there must be more planets in this galaxy that don't have sand on them <laughs> well it seems that every Star Wars planet is either water snow or sand yeah get another planet or the mouth of a massive worm I mean Mandalorian <laughs> was quite good because he did yeah, go he, to different ones but yeah. even he spent a good few episodes on a sandy dusty Beach. piece of rock Boba Fett's entirely on Tatooine Tatooine yeah and certainly one of the well, two episodes of Obi-Wan well, is on Tatooine yeah so anyway right let's not turn this into a it's worth watching it's I'm worth interested watching. to see where this goes what's next on your list my next one then would be Halo now it's on Paramount Plus for our American viewers this is just for you and for us British viewers if you like Star Trek you will be feeling the pain of this bit yeah anything on Paramount Plus we've no idea when it's coming to the UK but if you're in America you're welcome and if you're Paramount fuck off (laughs) sort yourself out another streaming channel that you've got to pay £10 a month for so Halo for those who are fans of the computer game and inspiring the Cortana application on most window based computers it follows the story of Master Chief who is a cybernetically enhanced super soldier and he defends humanity from the alien covenant of the 26th century Cortana interestingly enough is voiced by Jen Taylor who is the same actor who did it in the games and on the Windows voice assistant Cortana is similar to Alexa Siri or Google Assistant which I thought was a nice payday for her because her voice is on every PC whether you want it or not (laughs) Katana tell me what the weather is and you went look out the window how hot is it it's cold I would be the shittest voice assistant if it ever is like Latham what's the weather like open your eyes mate and it's cold (laughs) 
open your window, stick yeah. your arm out. Yeah. I actually do a temperature test. <laughs> of course you do. I do. Of course yeah. you do. You're like when you can't, you look out the window and you can't tell whether it's cold enough. What I used to do was stick the top half of the naked body out, so like you know, my torso. Right. And then I'd be able to. <laughs> and what I'd then do is I'd call it the breath test. So if I can see, you know, your, your breath. The, if you see your breath, <laughs> yeah. it's cold, and how many layers I need is determined by the fact that I've got nothing on my top. <laughs> Where are you when you do this breath test? There is no scientific basis for what I do and probably doesn't really work, particularly if you just got out of the shower and you're really hot because it's quite nice then when you stick your torso out into the cold. If you're already feeling a bit chilly, then it's just a stupid thing to do. It is. I often shower with the door open, which was a shock to our postman. <laughs> but I think you should get a job for Microsoft. I will do. And they go, Pollard, what's the weather like? Hang on a minute. Let breath me test. just go. <laughs> It's cold. So is Halo any good? It's all right. I haven't played the games. Again, Gareth, who's going to get a double mention, is your man to speak to because he played that a lot. I think they've followed the game. Well, I was impressed. Did they do a film? No, what they did do. So Weta Digital, they did an experimental live action 10 minutes of what a Halo show would look like uh... years ago. And it was as similar to how it happened with District 9. It was leaked and ended up as a YouTube video. And so I think Peter Jackson did a favour for some and it was never ever picked up by anybody and that's been knocking around for years they've done some fan base ones like I think it was a small web series right this is the first official live action series um, so for the benefit of those of us who can't watch it is it any good if you're not a big fan of the games watch it it's a sci-fi show okay and it's pretty good again it's another short season I think it's nine episodes okay next on my list I have got oh man, I've got loads I'm gonna go Peacemaker next and why not a bit of DC 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 have waded in now this is a spin-off from the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad. Basically, James Gunn got his hands on it and made it good. The first one wasn't bad, except the body was shit and it was a bit shit. This <laughs> second one was brilliant and it was very Guardians of the Galaxy, tongue-in-cheek. Everything was... Humour was good, wasn't it? It was exactly what you'd want from the movie. One of the characters in that was Peacemaker, who we thought was dead, and then they had a Marvel-style post-credit sting, which, in the film, shows him still to be alive and so this TV series basically picks up from that. So not a spoiler then? Spoiler. No, I mean that film's been out for a few years now if you haven't watched it yet. Well then. that's only for the bellends who leave before the post credits isn't it? Yes <laughs> I mean I, I went to watch Doctor Strange recently and there are still people leaving the cinemas. Can't believe 28 movies and yet everyone goes oh yeah the first thing I need to do is get myself out of here. Yeah. It's like idiots. really? Well there was two post credit scenes but even still, so. you don't know that until well, you no, watch if, it. And also you? if you paid your money you want every penny's worth oh yes oh yes <laughs> you're talking to the auctionman here <laughs> absolutely so Peacemaker yeah it's a very suicide squad type storyline mm. which is that the government have got him wrapped around their little finger he's still got the exploding capsule yeah. thing in his neck so he still has to do their bidding and it is funny as fuck it's brilliant oh it's hilarious and it has probably the best introductory credit scene I have ever seen of a TV show ever anyone who knows James Gunn's work will know he loves the music the sound tracks are always first class as soon as you see it you know it's James Gunn oh it's brilliant I think that's when Disney realised we shouldn't have sacked him welcome well, they back didn't, they <laughs> yeah. welcome back but no you can tell straight away it's James Gunn and, and obviously on the back of the success of the Suicide Squad again you just thought yeah straight away DC are going to go would you like to handle some more stuff and they have haven't they they have he's been commissioned for a second season of this I hope they don't do more than two seasons and actually I'd have been happy if they'd have just stopped at one because it's brilliant it's funny it is what it is I I wish they'd moved on to 
to another character and done something similar but with another character because I don't want it to be a bit of a law of diminishing returns because yeah. this one was so on point and I think sometimes these film studios and certainly DC who are desperately scrabbling to play catch up with Marvel are keen to seize upon anything and everything they can get their hands on that does well and there is a risk here that it'll end up not being as funny because the jokes run thin and yeah. the characters become a bit oh, I've seen this before a bit like Pirates of the Caribbean the yes. first Pirates of the Caribbean absolutely amazing one of the best films it's just fabulous but then once you've seen Johnny Depp do that character in the second film and the third film and the fourth film and the fifth film it's like oh Christ I've seen this I agree the problem with DC though is where Marvel have literally taken back all of their things DC still fragmented and I know the CW just done a massive cull on about four DC shows and yet are still churning out stuff and obviously Netflix have got Titans and I've just seen the trailer for Gotham Knights which is coming to the CW the rumour is that CW are trying to move away from Warner Brothers who owns the rights to all DC Warner Brothers are moving to HBO like Disney Plus and I think that's where HBO Max is going to be their streaming channel for everything DC but at the moment there's so many fragmented shows on different platforms think they're going to try and do what they've done with Marvel eventually and everything will be on HBO Max HBO Max in this country in the UK is normally on Sky or if you've got Now TV which is the digital subscription version of Sky then you can get it on there yeah the rumour is that James Gunn's going to be directing or involved in another spin-off show oh cool what have you got on your list Pam and Tommy why what have they got to say about this well they're rather unhappy because they had a video stolen you may have heard again and Another dramatisation based on the true story surrounding Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's honeymoon sex tape that was stolen and leaked to the public. Anyone of a certain age will recall this. It was one of those where were you when it happened type moments. And I myself managed to obtain a copy. I've never seen this. Well, I was bootlegging it. <laughs> I think Why I was, does that not surprise me? I think I was 19 at the time. A wise man can hear prophets in the wind, based on the Ferengi proverb. I was selling these at the time to people who hadn't seen it. Allegedly, or as the time frame. Maybe, oh, maybe no, time limitations gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 19, so we're talking 1994. Five, quite a while ago but that was when we had dial-up people were more patient because you waited an hour to have a photograph appear on your screen it was when you had that grainy video of the sex tape and apparently he's hung like a snake yeah he is wow it's not even apparent it is literally i thought there was a mark on the film but it's not it's his penis Wow. Is this any good? I'm assuming this isn't a series that has been given the rubber stamp by Pamela and Tommy. I don't know, you know. I'm sure I've read somewhere that she's deeply unhappy. Oh, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, that could go back to my comments about the staircase where they've played around with some of it. Well, I can't imagine she was happy it came out the first time (laughs) round. She's not going to be happy they've dramatised it and have dug it out bearing in mind she's probably got older kids and she's probably got teenage kids now who probably, probably don't, don't want to hear a dramatisation of a sex tape with no. her mum and another fella who was hung like a horse probably not I do wonder sometimes how they and I think it's dramatic licence when they have the stuff that behind the scenes so for example a conversation between you or I is reenacted but there was no evidence of it being recorded or anything do you feel was... that shows like that lose a bit of credibility when it it's can. clearly obvious that they're just making shit up <laughs> in yeah. and among some loose facts yeah I do think there's definitely I mean I know sometimes they've got people who were witnesses to a conversation but bear in mind this came out recently on Disney this goes back to when it happened I do think they do a good job of the chronology of when it happened and gives a reason to how the robbery happened and the person behind it and then how interesting it is versus how we live today in terms of now with the speed of the internet and technology you know these things now people profit on technically all you need is an OnlyFans account the sad part of the story is the people making the money wasn't them yeah 
yeah. on the back of a private moment that they recorded for prosperity. I'm not sure why you would. Don't know if I was hung <laughs> like that. Maybe you, just, you, yeah. You'd take a picture of it every chance you got. <laughs> Probably. It's like, where's that draft excluder? <laughs> <laughs> but somebody clearly benefited from it, and I didn't think that was where the court action became a thing because they were, like, charging for it got and it, downloaded yeah. it. But what it also did inspired the birth of the internet. At that point, the internet was literally a brand new thing. People were... All the dirty purrs were all jumping on there then trying to find some more dirty content. It took them 10 years to download. Mm. If you like a, I suppose, autobiographical drama, cool. I would tune into that. Right, next on my list, I've got Goliath. got Billy Bob Thornton. It's on Amazon Prime. Seasons one to three have been out for ages. I've mentioned it on the previous one. It's brilliant. It's well worth it. It sort of follows Billy McBride, who was once a top-notch, highly successful, famous lawyer, but he's got a booze habit and (laughs) has a bit of an issue with the former case. He decides to take a step back and base his legal career inside a pub and at the bottom of a glass. And sort of follows him having to do some massive cases whilst fighting the fact that he's an alcoholic who barely functions and doesn't generally give a shit. but just also so happens to be a really good lawyer at the same time. Don't Season- we know someone like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was never good. <laughs> that was the only problem. That was my fall off. Season four is the last season of this. Yeah. Each episode seems to focus on a massive conglomerate issue in America. So season one was a weapons company. Season two was corruption in the government, money laundering with drugs and property, because he was a big multi-billionaire property guy who yes. was doing deals to get land and it's all those under the table deals you hear about season three was water mass farming billion dollar farming companies Mm. still in everyone's water and season four goes into the pharmaceutical weirds into the pharmaceutical debate about the mass pandemic of addictions to painkillers that happened in America um, the opioid yeah the oxy sort of stuff really good brilliant I think the thing I like about this is that each episode shows sort of a development of him and the characters and so all the subsidiary characters develop and take a different place in the seasons as they develop so in this one it's very much got what was I suppose his protege and his sort of by proxy business partner who is <laughs> Celise Papagian who is now uh, okay. sort of fighting out to almost become a top-notch lawyer making big books like Billy McBride mm. and almost Billy taking a bit more of a backseat as the lawyer brilliant well worth watching there's nice pacing to it because you do see the evolution of her character from season one to the end of the season although she's still funny <laughs> she's still <laughs> she will still quite happily tell her opponent in court in front of a judge to fuck <laughs> off <laughs> which I don't think I'd have ever got away with but I love the fact that she's got the kahunas to do she's a good actress and plays a good part in this it was another binge worthy show it is and what I love about it is that they've gone that's the end of that yeah, one because I think that would have gone downhill I think so yeah once you've tackled all of these big farmers bizarrely out of a pub with zero backing and a company to support the outlay of the cost of doing all these investigations it loses a little bit once you've beaten all these big dogs that you're running A out of big dogs and B, you're not really the underdog when you've beaten that many big dogs. You are a big dog in yourself. Yeah. Kind of loses the foundations of the show. Go check it out. It's well worth doing Amazon Prime. The last on my list, because obviously we're only going to do three. 
I know. But we're doing really well for time. We're getting through these, and I want us to discuss some of these because I think you've seen... Okay, this is on Hulu, called The End Game, based around an international arms dealer and criminal mastermind, Alina Featherova, who orchestrates the takeover of seven New York bank heists simultaneously and has an FBI agent who's trying to track her down and find out what's going on from the FBI. Then turns out a whole web of deceit that there's clues linking her to her past and her marriage, trying to work out what's going to happen next with these bank heists. It's again, I think about eight episodes, nine episodes. Each episode is a self-contained one, but it's part of a bigger season. Ultimately, comes to the end, has the ability for a sequel. However, it's been cancelled by NBC. Anyone who's seen The Blacklist would immediately think, mm, it's a bit like trying to have a female lead version of that. However, as much as I'm not a big fan of female-led replication shows, this actually is a standout on its own because it's not mimicking The Blacklist. It's got similarities simply because it is alphabet agencies trying to take down a villain and the cryptic mysteries surrounding that. But sadly, it didn't make it out of the gate for season two. Oh. Watch it if you want or don't. <laughs> well, with that advice, I'm going to mention what can only be described as the OCD person's nightmare of TV show, which is The Walking Dead. <laughs> Oh my word Where are you up to on So that? let me explain My Walking Dead relationship So I watched I think up to about Season 6 Maybe 7 okay. And enjoyed it No sorry I watched the first few seasons And thoroughly enjoyed it It was great And then it started Getting a bit boring Because American shows Have these really irritating Mid-season fucking breaks I mean why do you need a break When there's like Two years between Releasing seasons I mean just do the season And then have your Two year break Why do I have to have one In the middle The writer's strike Was the reason they have a no, hiatus. they do it in all of them. Yeah, no, but they have a hiatus because the writers don't. Oh. That's what happened in the writers. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, well, it's annoying. The writers, when they went on strike and when you ended up with an episode of about three because they decided not to turn up to work to get better pay, the whole hiatus is part of their deal. Right. They have to have a break between creative writing. Ugh. Well, anyway, it's annoying. During a mid-season break, I just couldn't be asked When it started up again, I was watching something else and just never really picked it up again. This is, <laughs> this is the last season season although it's a season that's split into two kind of seasons which means it's not really the last season it's the second to last season then the next season will be the season bit that comes out in the future but then it's a full stop at the end of The Walking Dead. I felt in order to, because I'd done already six or seven seasons, I felt like I needed to bookend it by watching the last season, but also needed to fill that enormous void in the middle to understand what the hell was going on. So I watched and made myself watch, I think between sort of October and November, all of the episodes <laughs> and all of the seasons up to this most recent season. And it was hard work. Yeah. This most recent season is okay. Have you, have you been watching stage, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually, it picks up a little bit in this season and it's relatively okay but again has sort of gone into that it's the bit where they pick three characters and go right we're going to do your story in the woods and then the second episode picks up in a bomb shelter with three other members of the crew and they go right okay we're going to jump over to the other ones and then by the end of it you're assuming they're all going to meet up again and have a big hoedown yeah. I was mahoosively let down by the ending right because I haven't got that far I think okay. I'm only about episode four or five into this final season having fought my way through the entirety of the franchise I have seen Walking Dead Will Beyond I've seen the webisode I've seen Fear the Walking Dead I've seen the spin-off of Fear the Walking Dead I've seen something else through The Walking Dead literally this was like I you, well, you live in The Walking I Dead live, you need to go into town on a Sunday take a machete with you having put the time in the commitment well this is the thing you see <laughs> I don't think I really give a shit how this ends but I feel that I've put in enough hours where I deserve to know how it ends and having done that and done all the spin-offs and followed it relentlessly as someone who does 
doesn't read the comics of this particular franchise I was really enjoying the fact I didn't know anything from the comics so when I was watching it it was all brand new I couldn't care less now well I watched it and I was this is an example of flogging a horse oh my word I mean talk about them falling apart I mean I felt so much sorry for the zombies at the end of it because they were like <laughs> come on I'm dying here I'm literally should be just a pile of dust by now they should have left it when Andrew Lincoln went I've had enough of this I'm getting off this meat train should have said well let's just do a movie wrap it all up and call time on it no 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 big hooners have gone milk this. this and they have this whole season just seems if you were to look at the season separately in fact what would be interesting is if you watched the last season independently without any background yeah just watch seasons whatever it is 16 4422 <laughs> yeah. if you watch this on its own you would believe it was a totally different tone to the rest of the seasons and I don't know whether it's because Covid happened and we had our own zombies or whether or not season 11 right um, maybe it felt like season 16 to me that's how long it does it, this is the see, this is the problem oh anyway so, if you can be asked, watch it and if you can't be asked, there's plenty of other things to do in life to be fair if you want to save some time and just have the same excitement just tune into the Marvel rewatch show <laughs> it will last almost as long as these seasons back to back but with more interest <laughs> all right have you got any more on your list are we just going to revert to the remainder of mine it's all you now so this one ties in with the yabosh because technically it's the same universe because it might have been written by the same person the lincoln lawyer okay now there was the film with matthew mcconaughey which was all done right, all, right, all, right. all right all right all right i really enjoyed the film yes this is a tv series and is played by <laughs> imdb your phone must be red hot today if you'd like to be a sponsor <laughs> of the show 2011 was the film this is come out Manuel Garcia Ruffalo who plays Mickey Haller who is a lawyer who does most of his work in the back of a Lincoln hence the Lincoln lawyer thing I'm glad you explained it this series it, f- it has a real Reacher slash suits feel to it in so much as it's not a storyline that requires a huge amount of brain power but I found this a really easy fun enjoyable watch yeah I did and I think when we were having a talk about this the other night I was saying to you that I actually quite liked the fact they've gone back to the roots of the book when I was watching I thought oh here we go it's Hollywood whitewashing again and they haven't the film whitewashed the character because the actual character in the book his parents are from Mexico Mexico yeah somehow Matthew McConaughey got the job <laughs> I don't know how he done that the world famous actor I don't know how he got that gig I was thinking oh well hang on a minute he doesn't sound American to me you get that Mexican twang then you realise actually the books his heritage is in Mexico I couldn't remember where I'd seen him before but he's actually in Goliath in season 2 right. he's the cartel guy I'd forgotten that yeah so well worth watching season one's done I think there is a season two in the pipeline right. it's well worth watching it's on Netflix there's about eight episodes an hour apiece easy watching yeah well worth doing I'm working my way through it so you're probably masses ahead of me I think I'm on episode four right next on my list I've got Better Call Saul oh my word Better Call Saul for anyone who doesn't know Breaking Bad huge phenomenon one of the characters in there is Saul Goodman the lawyer they then created when Breaking Bad finished a spin-off show called Better Call Saul which is all about this character and actually shows how Jimmy McGill becomes Saul Goodman and then leads into the Breaking Bad storyline. So this is almost a prequel as such. Mm. Like many people my eyes rolled heartedly when I heard this was a thing. I now consider this show to be better than Breaking Bad in my humble opinion. This is the last season of this show. Which has actually outlasted the other show because there's more seasons in this show than there was in Breaking Bad. Yeah. This, like Breaking Bad, it's a show where it takes 
takes its time with everything. It takes its time with the plot. It takes its time with scenes. So it'll show a tap dripping, but it won't cut it. It's not rushing the drips. You literally sit and wait for that drip to happen. So there are times when you have to remind yourself just to be patient with it. It's a brilliant show. What do you think about the most recent final season? I mean, we are at this point, I suppose, we're at the mid-season. We're at that mid-season, annoying mid-season, mid-season break. break. I love it. I think this one, they've obviously, again, taken the time to unravel the end part. I have an idea of where it's going to end. If they do do what I think they're going to do, that'll be really cool. The difficulty with a prequel show when it's 10 years after the original show. You kind of know what <laughs> happens because you know who's in the... Yeah, when people have aged up massively and you're thinking, really? You look 20 years older than you were when you were younger? That's not working for me. You Sometimes I think you just allow for creative license and go, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I wasn't sure, to be fair, like you, wasn't certain how it was going to go, but as the seasons have gone on, I do like the little nods, but at the same time, it's its own thing. So yeah. Oh, it's very much its yeah. own thing. Go check that. That's on Netflix at the minute. There's plenty to watch there. Next on my list, I've got Peaky Fucking Blinders. Right, okay. I said that in the Cockney accent. It's supposed to be a brummy one, isn't it? Do you like Trevor Slattery? Yeah. Mm. Peaky Blinders, again, another show. Final season's come out. We've had the big finale ending. Peaky Blinders is a show as a whole fan. I enjoyed it. I got into it a lot later, which was good in a way, because I was able to binge all of the series up to that point. And also, it's a British way of doing shows. It's only six episodes or something. When you win Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I was on the set of Peaky Blinders and I ended up being in the uh, Manchester Evening News front page for being in Peaky Blinders, but Killian Murphy's a bellend. <laughs> Got you sacked, didn't it? So apparently I was looking at him and so one of the ADs, the assistant directors, went, um, can you not look at Killian Murphy? And I went, I'm not, I'm looking in front of me because I might fall over. The scene was me, I was supposed to be a close protection agent to the king in the palace that was Manchester Town Hall. <laughs> I think it was Berry Town Hall, anyway. And so I pass him in the corridor. So you're walking towards each other. Correct. It's physically impossible not to look ahead of you and it wouldn't even make sense for you to look to your left or right whilst walking forward. The world's worst close protection person because you're looking at the floor with your eyes shut. Yeah, because you don't want to look at the main principal actor he said to me can you not look at Killian Murphy and I was like but I'm not though I'm literally looking ahead of him he's in my eye line because he's in front of me I can't look elsewhere so they went yeah the director said we won't need this scene so I spent the rest of the time in my trailer and then never got used <laughs> after being told to shave my beard because they needed people with moustaches then told that they didn't need people with moustaches because they had people with moustaches but in fact they were putting prosthetic moustaches on and I just said to the makeup people can't you just not do that and keep my moustache and I went no so I lost my entire facial furniture for nothing <laughs> but I did get loads of overtime and so I did so I essentially did work on it but not physically on it <laughs> thanks to Killian Murphy and despite those prejudices against the show uh, love it <laughs> <laughs> What did you think about the final season? Mm, again, this is a prime example of a show knowing the end is near and just wrapping up for the sake of wrapping up. Some of the storylines didn't make sense. I wasn't even sure on the second season where it was going. It was going into the sort of the fascism route. Yeah, well, the problem is it starts and it's based on a true story insofar as the Peaky Blinders were the a thing, gang who yeah. did exist. And it sort of follows Tommy starting out as someone come back from the First World War yeah. with lots of issues like many people did from the horrors that was the war. And and then forming the gang, making it a force to be reckoned with, and then working his way up the ladder yeah. in society as he gets more power and more money, he then starts branching out. And so the season sort of follows that. And I guess the problem is almost that come the final season, he's got that much power and that much money, and he does that many things. So 
in this season he's an MP mm. and he's got property he still runs the gangs but he's got more fingers in more pies yeah. it stops being what it started out as and I know we all want story arcs but it almost feels like I didn't need that story arc they got too big for its boots I mean the season that I was in inverted commas was when he had political power over the king so at the point when you're a low level villain that's carrying a, a blade in the peak of your hat when you now have the ability to bribe and sort of blackmail the crown well, I'd say it's like at some point surely this guy would either go to prison or get killed by virtue of what he does and his history and the fact they survive to this season I mean, I'm not discussing the actual yeah. final season but the fact that you've got to the, this season kind of feels like yeah you become invincible and so like, oh. he ends up with the power outside of his rank I mean there's a World War One soldier who's come back with PTSD shell shock and such like and has ended up being above the crown and parliament how on earth has happened I mean I know we have criminals as MPs but that's not the same thing as having a peaky blinder as an MP is it no quite it was enjoyable I didn't think we needed another season if they'd have timed it because we had the lockdown and just went that's the last season and ended it I would have been happy with that because of course there was the additional complication of Helen McCrory who was Polly Gray who was a big character in this series who sadly died yeah well I know people who filmed the episode and when they heard the news of that they just literally shut down filming yeah as a sign of respect they just completely shut down my understanding of course is I don't think they knew the level of her illness and therefore this wasn't something planned they didn't have chance to write her out it was quite literally oh my god Mm. she's died and we've now got to try and tie up this loose end without the ability to use her Mm. to tie up the loose end yeah felt like they were cobbling stuff together anyway I would say watch it and stick with it and see what you think for yourselves yeah it's on BBC iPlayer for us in the UK and anyone who's not in the UK sorry I've got no idea it's on BBC World you've got Paramount Plus to keep you busy if you can't find a way of doing it yeah just stop moaning next on my list Derry Girls not seen it have you not watched it have you not watched any Derry Girls I think I'm put off for the fact it's Irish oh (laughs) I don't it's absolutely hilarious not that Uh, I don't dislike Irish people I just don't understand them oh it's just it's set in the 80s if you think Stranger Things nostalgia okay yeah that you get 80s going into the 90s is Derry and it's based around the problems that they were having in Ireland at the time it's actually based I think on diaries of the actual writer of the series so she was from Northern Ireland she was from Derry and grew up during this time and this is sort of her recollections or her diary of doing it absolutely hilarious so it basically follows the exploits of a 16 year old girl as she goes through school with her family and her friends during the early 90s there's lots of music from the 90s so that gets you the whole nostalgia juices flowing it is just funny as fuck (laughs) the last season has just finished I think they're actually doing a feature length film version as well every episode of this show is just utter gold dust (laughs) absolutely brilliant I can't recommend this if you want a proper belly laugh watch this show is it on Netflix it's on channel 4 for those in the UK it's free to watch which is fab and they're all up there at the minute with the exception of the feature length one I don't know when that's coming out but 4OD yeah because otherwise you get the Domino's Pizza advert. you do get the adverts in between it's worth it because these shows are brilliant I introduced my missus to it she binged it was devastated that we'd got through and she was like is there no more I'm like no I'm okay. sorry this is a perfect example of a show which was like that's me end point no more after this even though they could have gone on for another few seasons and they'd still have had mahoosive audiences right. they're like no that's the end of the story well, I'll, I will trial that trial it and let us know okay that's the list of the good ones I mean I have probably more more off my list but I've got a list of ones on me shit list now I 
have you got a shit list? Well, I've got one. Oh, right, okay. I tried to avoid shit TV. My OCD kicks in. And well, it's a bit like Walking Dead could very easily fall onto the shit list. It would have gone across there slowly over the course of what I thought was 16 seasons, but <laughs> turned out to be 11. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to try and avoid what I think is shit, and sometimes my shit radar is pretty good, and sometimes it's a bit off. Usually, know the sort of the first episode or yeah. two. But when I've committed to something, my OCD will not allow me to let go of that bad thing. So I went through season one of, of a show called Raised by Wolves, which is on HBO. Oh my god! Yeah, I just wanted to be ravaged by wolves so it all end. Yeah, I was literally going to bite down on the cyanide molar. <laughs> There was there was a few times where I licked it just to see if it just got a little bit of a buzz. Pretty much every episode, I was one step closer to biting down on that molar. Then for some reason, I have no idea whether it was a pandemic and just the nonsense of being locked up for two years, I watched season two. And what possessed you? I, I mean, I didn't even finish season one because I got so... Because of OCD, I, I fought my way through season one. I just literally had to do it every episode. Like, why did you just do that? I wouldn't mind. The intro's five minutes. I mean, this is a mahoosive show. They spent some serious wonger on this is and this there's some massive Scott? names in here well there's people in it I don't know who they are it's a Ridley Scott sorry it's a massive show in sorry, as far yeah. as Ridley Scott and the budget I mean they didn't cut any corners but it's like it's literally aliens or it's, it's alien centric androids are tasked with raising human children on a mystery planet that's the long and short of the show and beyond that it just it's weird you're being gentle with the description <laughs> I'm, I literally wanted to disinfect my eyeballs <laughs> In fact, I wanted to do what she does and take my eyeballs out, go postal and wipe out a few androids. And it reminds me why I hate androids. <laughs> it wants me to go and punch Hal in the face. I've got a couple and I probably feel slightly bad putting them on the shit list because like you, I don't generally watch shit if I get so far in. But these are ones which I've found really disappointing. So I've got Picard on there, season two of Picard. Massively disappointing as far as I'm concerned. It was Star Trek V, The Voyage Home, but in a new TV series form. It felt lazy. It felt very tropey. Most of the storyline was just completely pointless. It didn't have, apart from episodes one and two, and arguably possibly the final episode, which had Star Trek stuff in there. I mean, episode one had the uniforms, the spaceships, the whole nine yards. Episode two was a mirror universe type episode, which was fabulous. And after that, it was just dog shit. For the time it's taken Patrick Stewart to get insurance to be on set, they could have had the writers doing a better job. The only episode, well, even episode the last episode spoiled the Borg for me I'll yeah. never see the Borg the same again thanks to somebody who needs to be at Specsavers um, <laughs> the good thing with that is you can see people come up behind her <laughs> no no <laughs> pushed it too far <laughs> It was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. The other thing on my list, we mentioned Boba Fett already, which I thought was a bit disappointing. One I've started recently is Russian Dolls. Okay. Now, season one, I actually quite enjoyed. This show is about a girl who dies and then is almost stuck in a Groundhog Day scenario where she keeps on dying and she has to figure out why it is. And again, it's one of those shows where actually the more you know and find out, the less good it is. It's quite great at the beginning and then... Sort of runs a bit of steam. Season one was very 
very good. Season 2 tries to follow a different thing without repeating what Season 1 did. I just can't get into it at all. This one, she goes back in time. But to die. No, there's no death. Oh. She goes back in time and it's a bit like Quantum Leap where she's in the body. So when she looks in the mirror, she sees someone else other than okay. herself but is now being herself but in this other person situation. And right. No one seems to go, you're acting a bit weird even mm. though she's completely acting differently to how the, the other person, person would okay. be. I just, yeah, it just feels like it's something that's been done which is a shame because season one's really good. I feel season two, I don't think I'm almost at the point where I've stuttered enough times watching the most recent episode where I might not be asked watching the rest of the season which is a damning indictment because my OCD like yours normally drives me through I've never watched it I got the impression from the trailers it was going to be a bit like when the writers have TV gold prison bake, bacon show in prison <laughs> that I've just made up <laughs> So we're just copywriting that. <laughs> For the record, this is date stamped on. Yeah, prison bake. That's ours. We own that now. <laughs> they have to make it with plastic forks. Yeah, and they have to put actual files in the cakes so they can break out. <laughs> That's a fantastic show. Yeah. I'm, 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 just, I'm just thinking back. So this week's theme is baking a cake that can be used as a weapon. Yeah, that's. <laughs> You've got two hours. Off you go. I've made my cake look like a ladder. I've made mine look like a shank and a door. Uh, it's got hidden blades inside of the strawberries. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh my god. This is, this is, that is oh, totally wow. a show. Fantastic. Anyway, Prison Break, that's a great idea. Amazing. Season, season one. Fantastic. Leave it now. Season two, there comes a point when you can only break out of so many prisons and people go, Is he in your prison? Yeah, he broke out of ours. Well, so. what you do is you turn him into a super intelligent superhuman and ask him to work for you because that's exactly where it was going from season one. When you have TV gold, Stop. Yeah, that's the problem. Russian Doll, I got the impression from the trailer, that's a really good idea. Where do you go from there? And the answer is apparently back in time. Well, following on, the next one I've got on there is Killing Eve. Now, I really enjoyed season one and season two of Killing Eve are brilliant. Season three is okay. Season four, I've watched, I think, three episodes and I've just about decided that I don't really need to know where it's going. Oh, really? Is this the last season? Yeah, it is. Because it's been cancelled, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where I just, like Derry Girls, where they just went, we'll stop here. You it's, think they should have done the same? A, I do feel like they should have just stopped okay. because Jodie Comer throughout seasons one to three is just brilliant, but it kind of feels now like they're just dancing around the same storylines over and over again, and after a while you just go, enough already. The other problem with these shows is because they become popular, they actors in them end up being the hot property for that moment. Jodie Comer's in everything at the moment, isn't she? Yeah. And she's very talented with accent-wise. I've seen her on YouTube and she does loads of those. I suppose there would have been a point where they would have had to come to a, a finite situation with the TV show simply about availability. Maybe there's that and they rush things out because of people's availability. Well, they feel like they have to bookend it. Yeah, and that's another problem with these shows is you either just have a vision of where it starts and where it ends like with Better Call Saul or painting by numbers and you don't know where it's going to go until someone says, oh, by the way, I've got to do 15 Hollywood films and they go oh right well we've only got you for a week then go, yeah let's get those shows done and the viewer ends up paying the price because it's on BBC iPlayer was it or yeah it's on BBC iPlayer so people are currently paying a TV licence and if you've invested your time in it again people aren't going to be happy are they no I never started watching it people keep saying watch it but the thing with me is do I start watching it get excited and then come to the conclusion which is everybody dies <laughs> no <laughs> like with Lost for example now I binged Lost I didn't watch any I waited you see it... I've never watched Lost okay, I did the clever thing which 
which I'm going to tell myself I did the clever thing. Well done, you. Thank you. I watched all of them. Got cancelled. I was watching about six or seven episodes a night, so I caught up. Wasn't having any 12-month break, no hiatus between the mid-season, so I was watching them back-to-back, so I didn't have any unanswered questions, because literally, I got to the end of the season, I watched season two, and I remembered what happened in season one. That's the other problem. When it got to the end of season six, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that's not good. I've invested my time in this. And then I found out, then he wanted to do three seasons, it was the TV production company going, no, everyone likes this. Well, it's the Game of Thrones yeah. situation. Oh my God, yeah, no, absolutely that. Greed. Enough. Just stop when you know it's good. Stop, people. So, okay, yeah. hopefully that's given enough food for thought. What is coming out soon? I've scribbled two down, but that's larger because those are the only two I could think of off the top of my head that I know are coming out. There's loads coming out, but I've picked three that I think people will like. Yeah. The first one that we've seen the trailer for, it's a Marvel show. It's going to be on Disney. It's She-Hulk. Cool. Now, again, a little bit of backstory. Jennifer Walters, who first appeared in the Savage Hulk in 1980 comics, is a lawyer. There's a lot of top-heavy lawyer dramas on our list. We're very popular normally. (laughs) She receives an injury and gets a blood transfusion from her cousin, who is the Hulk, acquires a mild version of the Hulk condition. Now, the difference here is, unlike Bruce Banner, she retains her personality. She retains the majority of her intelligence and emotional control, although she's a bit horny in the comics. She does have her outbursts and does go green, but that becomes one of her things in the comics. People recognise her for that and actually becomes the lead of the department in her lawyer firm to look after metahumans. Similar to Deadpool, she breaks the fourth wall. She's another character who's aware of her own presence, but usually as kind of part of a comedic thing, really. Just okay. a, a little nod to the audience. Fans will know that she's been a member of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, Heroes for Hire, the Defenders, Fantastic Force and S.H.I.E.L.D. She uses her both lawyer skills to represent superheroes. And when I was watching the trailer for this, now Marvel got a lot of criticism for it being the Uncanny Valley and the CGI not being great. The reason for that is Hulk, they've already got a template. Well, before. they dropped the release date for this and then quickly deleted it, yeah. didn't they? What they did do, though, they responded to the fans and they re-released the trailer with right. better CGI. But the reason why the CGI is rubbish is because they already have a template for the Hulk. They don't have a template. They're building her character and her CGI avatar, as it were, from the ground up. Bearing in mind they've released the date by error. They've actually re-released the trailer with better CGI. When I was watching it, I was thinking of you because your experience, your background as a lawyer and also being from Yorkshire. And being horny. Yeah, all of them things. I thought you could be called E-Hulk. <laughs> And you don't suffer fools gladly and get angry. Let's get E-Yolk on the phone. I'm available, Marvel. Yeah, Just give me a shout. Nice spin-off there. You could be in there. So I'm looking forward to that show. Yeah. Then Netflix are bringing, to kind of balance it, DC character. Fans of DC, or in fact, if you watch Lucifer, save from cancellation by Netflix. Well, they follow up with this show based on the 89-96 comic book written by Neil Gaiman, who was involved in Lucifer. He's written the graphic novels and was published by DC Comics. Sam Man, for those who don't know, is one of the seven siblings known as the Endless. They are the anthropomorphic embodiments of the powerful natural forces who predate gods. Say that again. No. Anthropomorphic. There we go. Boom. Unhindered. No, I meant that whole sentence. It's alright just saying one word out of that sentence, dude. The anthropomorphic embodiments of powerful natural forces. You're welcome. Each one and rule over a different realm of existence. Although the powerful are not totally invulnerable, free from the rules of the universe, this is an important message when we first meet Morpheus. It's the TV version and adaption of the comics. That's coming to Netflix very soon. Okay. Within the next month or so. Watch out for that. And then the other one, which is Amazon, because, you know, we like to mix it up a bit. A show called The Terminal List. Sounds jolly. (laughs) Well, it's not 
visits to the hospital can assure you. It's based on a character called James Reese who returns home after his entire platoon of Navy SEALs is ambushed only to discover dun, 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 dark forces working against him. We may have seen this before. Endangering the ones he loves. Fans of the secret alphabet agencies that are usually involved in this type of show such as Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan or Jason Bourne's Treadstone will enjoy this Chris Pratt-led drama. Okay. Just listed three there that I think people might like and they're all on different channels so we haven't got favouritism. Well, I've got three on my list. They're all superhero ones. Why break out of a trope? Miss Marvel is coming out. It's this month, isn't it? I think it's next week. Yeah, it's next week. So looking forward to that. I mean, it's another Marvel instalment. It will give me my Marvel fix for the time being. The Boys. Season three. Season three comes out tomorrow, apparently. Nice. The time of recording this show. Very much looking forward to that. Seasons one and two are fantastic. It's basically about superheroes, but they're all badly warped, damaged individuals who just happen to have a lot of power. Well, it's more realistic about what you would be like with superpowers. Yeah, so if you're a superhero narcissist, then, you know... You're not going to help What would you get away with? And if you were almost like a godlike powered being, would you be the kind, warm, fuzzy Superman that everyone believes, or would you be an absolute terror and do whatever the fuck you wanted all of the time? So, And and he follows that, and it's very... I mean, there's lots of... It's gory. It's very gory. Yeah, it's not for children. No, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) If you show your kids this... Yeah, bad parents. It's got Jack Quaid in. So most yeah. of season one, I was looking and going, he feels familiar. It's his smile. His smile absolutely matches yes. his dad's. Yeah. They've got the same proper Quaid smile about it. That's really interesting. Well worth watching that, season three. We've got The Umbrella Academy, which is on Netflix. Season three is coming out 22nd of June. A bit like The Boys, it's a superhero-based show. The seven, or thereabouts, super-powered babies mm. who were brought together and raised under the Umbrella Academy as brothers and sisters, even though they're not biologically brothers and sisters. So it's got a bit of an X-Men type vibe going on, but it's dark. They're all damaged individuals Mm. in one way or another. And yeah, I'm looking forward to season three because I enjoyed seasons one and two. They're very different in terms of their storylines and the problems. So season one's all about an apocalyptic end and how do they prevent it from happening, even though they don't know what causes it or who causes it. And then season two, they go back in time and then they're dealing with almost a Loki-style time body. One of them caused something and they're trying to find out what was the causation and you have to go back in time to prevent the end of the world which is so, like seven days unlike the Lincoln Lawyer which was an easy watch <laughs> <laughs> it requires a bit more concentration yeah. but it's very enjoyable I found this a tough one this for me was like walking through visual syrup oh really yeah I don't know why so are you going to watch season three yeah is that your OCD yeah yeah I think season three will be the last yeah I don't, I don't think there's much more to be gotten from this no they've done what they can I don't think it's badly written or anything like that I'd and not... in fairness Netflix are quite callous when it comes oh, to shows yeah, yeah. they will cut stuff mm. not even because they feel it needs to be cut they'll just go right Done. that's great Done. move Absolutely. on to the next project it's even harsher when you consider how they reconcile a viewing so anyone who only watches 20 minutes of a show they class that as a view right they can cull shows even based upon a 20 minute watch of one episode and they still go that's part of our figures and we're still going to cull it they are quite harsh I'm not saying it's a bad show I just think it for me and I don't know whether it's because I was watching a lot of things so I was butterflying I watched about 20 or 30 different shows some come out weekly and then I'm binging others this was one where you know when you're following a narrative and you watch that many shows that are similar you're trying to work out what show had what time dilation and what back in time type story and when we're watching Star Trek and things like that you're thinking wasn't this done in Picard? Maybe it was to do with that but I thought it was a tougher watch than most. Okay. That doesn't mean the show's bad. Let us know what you think get in touch. In fact we'd like you to get in touch and let us know what you think about any of the shows we've watched today. Let us know once you've watched them what your thoughts were. If there's any we've missed off the list probably 
plenty more that we've watched which we haven't included on this but it'd be embarrassing to just let everybody know just how much time we spend watching this well i'm sure you said one time you classed that as work yeah, i do as a podcast it goes on the tax return as work <laughs> <laughs> so, so your, your tax, tax return includes your Netflix for subscription. Oh, well, of course. I missed a trick there. So yeah, it's class as work. What can you do? That's what I tell. That's what I tell the other half as well. I'm sitting up at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> watching episode ten. <laughs> Cool. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We'll be back. 2023. <laughs> yeah. The next episode, we'll be doing Guardians of the Galaxy with Ish on the Marvel rewatch. Fantastic. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Excelsior! <laughs> I got... <laughs> you haven't got one for that, have you? I think I have, but I thought it was Excelsior, but I now use it for Marvel rewatch. I'll have to go back to the old one we did and find out what I did for that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. shows exclusively on the podstation.co.uk